Oh, man. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. How's everybody doing today? I, uh, I have my camera in a new location, and I'm realizing right now that I can't see some of the stuff I need to see, so I can't do the applause thing. But, oh, we, we can figure it. We, we made it. There we go. I got my, got my applause hanging in there. And that is how we do things, because that is how we do things. How's everyone doing? Everyone get their Omicron yet? All right, yeah. Breaking records everywhere, every day. But, of course, COVID still isn't real. Try and keep that in mind. In all fairness, one of the big arguments that uh, anti vaxxers and anti-maskers and just covid deniers flat out argue is that you know media is driving a lot of the hype around the virus and stuff like that and that's true media really is driving the hype it's it's incredibly sensational to just lead with number of cases every day because you can't lead with number of hospitalizations because that's not nearly as juicy this time around and and deaths are way down, too. Like, if you look at the actual statistics that nobody seems to want to believe, uh, COVID deaths are way down from uh, where they were uh, even just a year ago, which is great news. And even if you dare to look at some of the reporting going on outside this great country, because, yeah, there's like a whole other world outside this great country. Uh, from the south of Africa, they're reporting that Omicron is almost, uh, it's starting to decrease. So as fast as it came in, it's on its way out. That is good news for most of the world. Uh, it also seems to be apparent that Omicron is uh, not nearly as, uh, I don't want to say deadly or lethal, but it's not nearly as dangerous as, say, the Delta variant, which has been really, really messing people up through most of the world. But it is super contagious. Omicron is about as contagious or more so than measles. And that is quite the bar <laughs> to to overcome. So, yeah, chances are you will get your hands on some Omicron because it's just that contagious. But the upside is you probably aren't going to end up, end up in the hospital and you probably won't die. Uh, and certainly if you've been uh, vaccinated even just once, uh, you're statistically way more likely to just have I don't know, flu-like symptoms for a day or two or three, and then you're out. Uh, truly still, the danger lies in the unvaccinated community, and I am baffled why they keep push- pushing back. I mean, in my sort of desire to try and stay off social media and Facebook for sort of these sort of things, I I... I am a, sort of embracing the thing. Like, like, listen, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I don't care if you don't want to get vaccinated. Like, just shut up about it. I don't care about what vegans have to say about anything. I, I just, I don't. You know, it's like talking to preachy uh, reformed alcoholics are pretty bad. Like, I'm actually pretty fortunate that most of the reformed alcoholics I know personally aren't those. But I've definitely run into a few of them that are just like, oh, you're ruining your life, man. Like, listen. When I ask you for advice, I'll, I'll ask you for it, you know, when I want your advice. I'll ask you for it, so unfortunately. Uh, but uh, most vegans, yeah, they'll just let you know. And, I'll, oh, my God, man, a- anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers are becoming so just emboldened to just call you out for being, you know, a sheep or mindless or follow the science. Like, I have yet to meet an anti-masker that I would trust anything scientifically from. I mean... 
I like I say it all the time. Like I'm a fairly smart dude. I did really good. I was in the top five percent of my graduating class and stuff like that. And I got to tell you, if I put an ounce of effort into my education for either high school or college, outside of psych, I really like psych. Um, but if I put an ounce into my efforts, uh, ounce of effort into my education, like it was a lot. It was a banner day. I must have been bored that week. Uh, so, like, I'm just naturally smarter than other people, and that's fine. Not everybody. It's not that kind of show. I'm just saying. So uh, when people start telling me, like, to start to follow the science and can't even, like, write a comprehensive sentence, like, yeah, I'm not going to follow your science, all right? Your science is the same science that tells me the Earth is flat, but the moon and Mars are round somehow. So, like, until we can agree on that... Anyway, I usually don't like to leap into the show so quickly like that, but look at me go. Hey, maybe maybe COVID has uh, given me a new awakening. Oh, by the way, for anybody that's interested, um, my entire family, except for my son, has tested negative for uh, COVID. We got the, uh, the nose stick, which I'm sure is going to do some sort of damage. It scraped off part of my brain. So if I can't see the color green anymore, that's probably what's going on. <clears throat> I did say negative, right? I didn't mean to say positive. It's been a long day. It's been a long morning already. Uh, you know, we all tested negative for COVID. That's cool, which means uh, my son was the only one still positive. Uh, he is, today is day 10, so he will be out of quarantine, out of his own personal lockdown, which I've got to tell you, over the past 10 days, pretty much all he's done is play some, like, online video games, watch some YouTube videos, get meals delivered to his door. Now, I'm not saying run out and get COVID, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like... It doesn't seem as bad as people were saying, especially if you're vaccinated. You just have to isolate and kind of live my dream life for 10 days. Like, and I don't begrudge him. Like, it's not great. It will, I will say he was a little bored. He was actually having a little bit of trouble because it's boring doing nothing for, for 10 days or doing the same nothing for 10 days. But uh, for everybody that uh, messaged to ask how we were doing, we're all fine. Thank you so much. And now that Corey's out of the woods, I guess we're all tipped out Magoo over here. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks for your well wishes. Thoughts and prayers are always welcome, although prayers more than thoughts, as the great Dimitri Martin pointed out. Well, the prayers seemed appropriate, but the thoughts, were they really? So... That kind of stuff. Um, in other, uh, in just housekeeping, housekeeping uh, news, uh, I talk about my incredible agitation at having been exposed to COVID secondhand, of course, which is always the least cool way to expose yourself to anything. That's on the top twenty that was released at midnight this morning. So check that ad out. Check that out, please. Give it a play. Give it a like. Give uh, Stranger Hood the TV. Uh, subscribe. Also, the Talk 20 with Vern from Breach the Asylum is out today. So if you want to check out that interview, interview, check it out. It's in the same place. You can just watch all the stuff in the Top 20 podcast in the uh, Top 20 playlist. And you can catch all that good stuff. And, of course, uh, feel free to stop by the Bacon is My Podcast, guys. Their full interview with Sucker Punch is out as of Monday. And they have seven questions with Kid Cadet or Cadet and Danica Janelle of Talk Culture. I've been swamped, so I did not get to watch it. I'll probably listen tonight on the way to or from rehearsal. And uh, just feel like, check that out. That's uh, ooh, a weekly live stream Q&A with your favorite pop culture icons, Tuesday and Thursday at 7. That's what that's what uh, I got written down here for, uh, for them, so feel free to check that out. Um, I think I'm doing okay. Everything else, that's... 
that's good. So yeah, check out all the good programming on Stranger TV. Um, and then next week, which I guess if you're watching this, if you're watching the top 20 from the future, uh, you'll be seeing like I have this new camera angle. I got a new clamp thingy for my phone and stuff like that. So I'm just sort of trying it out. It's more level, like eye level. So I'm not looking down. So you're not looking up my nose. I know people, some people like that. Some people don't like that. But I'm not here to judge you and what you're into. But like, if you're watching the top 20, I feel pretty goddamn grateful. Uh, for you doing that. I do want to point out, though, um, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago I have been starting to follow the charts, <clears throat> excuse me, for podcasts um, through Apple. Uh, my buddy Mikey from Bacon's My Podcast sent me to something, I don't even remember the name of it, but you sign up for it and they can kind of let you know where your charts are doing. I just want to point out to all the non believers out there that if you try really hard and you have good content, that you. Well, maybe not you, but some of you will chart as high as number 11 in Russia this week for music and music commentary. Yeah, Dasvidanya. I, I don't know any other Russians, but thank you. Thank you, good people. Thank you, comrades. Finally beat back those American dogs, to quote my boy Austin Powers. Thank you. Yeah, Hard Rock Lunchbox, number 11. For Apple Music and Music Commentary this week in Russia. Who knew? Look at me go. Yeah. I'll give myself another applause. That's what's happening. <laughs> so, at the risk of sounding political, again, I do have lots of new music for you today, by the way. That'll be really cool. That, that, that'll be coming up later on the box. But, um... I know, it seems kind of weird, like, some days I just kind of roll out of bed on Thursdays, and I'm like, I don't really have anything to talk about, and some days I roll out of bed on Thursdays, and I'm like, I absolutely have something to talk about, and I don't, I don't particularly, like, from a political standpoint, right, um, and, and I'm really offering this service up just for an explanation of some stuff, um, because I think it's important, there's, there's a lot going on in the world, and a lot there's a lot going on in the world, and there's very little explanation for any of it. And that is actually where the box comes in. Not that it's going to offer any explanation, but I'm certainly going to talk about stuff that I kind of know a little bit about because I think it helps clear other stuff up from other people. Because sometimes I'll talk to people, and they'll be like, I have no idea what that is. And that's like, that's cool. That's fine. Like, That's how you learn stuff, right? You don't want to be that person like, I don't know what that is, and I don't care to know what that is. Like, that's an old person looking at their new cell phone, you know? Like, I don't need this. Like, my father-in-law used to be great. He'd be like, can I make money out of it? Can I make money from this? And if he couldn't make money from it, he wasn't interested in it. But, like, he was that way until day he died. God bless him. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how that is. But um, some of the stuff, you know, because because news is driven by social media and opinion and it's less news and it's more sound bites and all that other stuff. I find that a lot of very simple stuff gets lost in translation and that, that makes sense. So whenever I, I feel like people aren't understanding some very basic things, I feel like it's not because they can't understand them. It's because the information is just weak. And if you don't know where to go get information or you don't have time to go get the information, like I've got 20 minutes to kill here, like, on a weekly basis, so I can talk about it. Uh, and I had mentioned, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, we were talking about, um, 
and again, this isn't political yet. It will get political, but it's not going to be left versus right. Um, it's just about dysfunction in Washington and stuff like that. So I talked a couple weeks ago, or several weeks ago, when we were talking about um, th- there was a couple of really big pieces of legislation working their way through Congress. One was the infrastructure plan. That has passed. That's like a trillion dollars that's going into American infrastructure. I personally cannot think of any better way to spend money than on America's infrastructure. It's very hard to outsource. Um, it's it's it usually means local jobs, and it usually improves things like you know railways and airports and roads and and there's a lot of pushback because like a lot of the pushback from the right is like well you know but you know we gotta there's corruption and people take all that money and it's like look dude like that you want to talk about a problem across the aisle like. Where there's power and money, there's always going to be corruption. Now we can we can fully fund like watchdogs, like the you know government accountability office and stuff like that. But we choose to not. That's a waste of money. Like yeah, oversight is important, especially if you're bitching about corruption and grift, uh, graft, grift. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and all where all the money is going, like oversight is important for some of that stuff. And people are like big government just oversight and regulate. Yeah, well that's why we have that kind of thing. So. Anyway, uh, I think it's probably the greatest in- investment we've ever made, uh, or we've made since you know Eisenhower was president into the country. So I think that was a slam dunk. I think it was brilliant. I think it's going to fix and help a lot of America. Now, the other part of legis- that legislation was the Build Back Better um, legislation, which is a very interesting piece of legislation. It's a very... It's all social. It's all social-based uh, programs and stuff, which traditionally people don't want to spend money on. And the reason people don't want to spend money on is because it's basically taking, like the argument is like you're taking our money and giving it to other people. And yeah, that's kind of socialism. That's kind of how that goes. But, um, and that's true kind of like in its black and white way. Uh, what people tend not to realize is that when you invest stuff socially, uh, the entire level of society kind of increases. So just as an example, if you invest in your community's uh, drug and alcohol programs, uh, employment programs, and basic child poverty programs, if you if you invest money in those things, which are... They're not cheap, but they're cheaper than the consequences of those things. So, like, when your community, when you invest in your community like that, and you kind of raise up the level of quality of life, what you find is stuff like uh, crime goes down, violent, um, violent, violent crimes go down, but, like, theft goes down. Like, people don't break into your house, break into your cars. I mean, there's always going to be scumbags. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, this whole porch pirate nonsense, like, stealing Amazon boxes off your step, like, it is just... Like, I'm not saying, like, you should shoot these people, like, on sight, but it is, like, the the most disgusting thing. Like, I'd rather you kill somebody than just, like, steal an unknown Amazon box. Like, I feel better if you steal something that says, like, brand new Nintendo. Like, at least there's that. But you're taking, like, a... Like, if you're just taking a a blank, generic box, like, you're basically... You're playing, like, what is that? Price is right? Is that... No. You're playing Let's Make a Deal, like behind door, box number one, box number two, box number three. Like, that's just so low class, low low rent. But my point is, when you invest in your communities, 
you raise that quality of life and you tend to not have those problems, which actually end up being a little bit cheaper in the long run because if the more stuff that gets stolen, the more we all have to pay for those products because you don't think Amazon's just eating the cost of that, right? Like it goes into their their bottom line. They have to re- Actually, Amazon doesn't do anything. It's the vendors that get in trouble and they have to raise their prices and stuff like that. But, um, but my point is, is that sometimes investing socially actually makes a difference. It's why I'm a big uh, proponent of investing into foreign economies, especially from places that are really driving migrants to to our door. Like you want to talk about all the people like in Mexico on the on the southern border of the United States trying to come to the United States. Like, why do you think they're doing that? Like, who who do you know in this country? born in this country, born to the level of entitlement as an American, would walk across the entire country of Mexico to get a better job. Do you know anybody? Like, as far as I'm concerned, if you have somebody that's going to walk the entire country of Mexico to work, like, that sounds like a worker you want to hire. It's certainly going to be doing more work than the person at Kohl's, right? Like, absolutely. But that's... My point is, like, if you invested money, like, in Guatemala, where it costs about, like, four cents to do everything, it costs $10 to do here, and you made the quality of life better there, they may not be so inclined to walk an entire country length to come here for more money. Like, they just wouldn't. Like, it's, you know, people think, like, I'm just going to go to the United States to get money. Like, it is a big deal. It is risky. Like, if you've ever followed, like... Any of those those people that are doing that and dealing with, like, the coyotes and stuff like that, the coyotes that are people and just how human smuggling goes, like, it is just hella dangerous and hella risky. And you have to think about what it would take. If we live here on Long Island, what would it take in your day-to-day situation to grab your kid, leave your house, all your money in your world, give it to somebody that puts you in the back of the truck to drive you to, I don't know, Texas because you heard there was work there, like... What would it take? What would your quality of life have to be for that to happen? Like, it's going to be pretty bad. It's not going to be like, oh, man, uh, they closed the Trader Joe's by me. Like, it's not bad, I assure you. So, anyway, I'm a big believer in investing in social systems. I am also a big believer in oversight to make sure that those things are done properly. Because the last thing I want to see is people that do not deserve hard-earned money getting it. I am so against that. Like, I would love oversight all over, like, you know, Medicare and, and, and Medicaid, especially going to, like, the West Virginias. And speaking of West Virginias, we'll finally get to the point of today's Talk 20, or Top 20. Oh, my God, excuse me, Top 20. I want to talk about Senator Joe Manchin just for a minute. Now, Senator Joe Manchin has been the Democratic senator from West Virginia for as long as I can remember, honestly. Uh, he is a Democrat in a fairly Democratic state, although it is turning more and more red uh, as it gets poorer and poorer. And that, my friends, is completely by design. Uh, West Virginia has the seventh highest level of child poverty in the country, and I think one of the most illiterate groups of population and, quite frankly, one of the not smartest groups in the country. And West Virginia is isolated, uh, has very few natural... um, not resources, but has very few natural uh, abilities for its economy to export out of West Virginia. In fact, one of the reasons that West Virginia is the way it is is because no other state actually wanted it. Yeah. Used to be part of Virginia, and Virginia was like, how about 
How about we pass on that? But anyway, Joe Manchin, if you've heard that name, he is the main holdout on the reason why the Build Back Better program is not going to pass as is in the Senate. And it's because he has said it is too expensive, even though his constituents in West Virginia are going to be among the people that benefit the absolute most from it. So you might wonder... What is he talking about? It's too expensive, but his state is going to get all this free money? Well, there's some climate control things in that Build Back Better because the rest of us that actually want to live or have children that we would like to see live 100 years without most of these coasts disappearing because things melt and, you know, hot temperatures and tornadoes that just killed a whole bunch of people in Kentucky. Not that I'm opposed to that, but like, you know, wildfires, tsunamis, all that other good stuff that's going on. Like, this isn't an accident like we all said this was going to come and this all said this was going to happen but like he is he is a big representative of the coal industry not the coal miners not the coal workers the coal industry the ones the very ones that don't want to actually want to actually see any regulation on climate control and they certainly don't want any of the money that they're making to have to go into to doing these kind of measures so i actually printed this whole thing out about joe manchin but like we are so far into the show that I think I'm just going to have to shut the hell up and maybe I'll read about this because it's kind of funny. Well, not funny, haha, but funny like, wow, what a dick you are, Mr. Manchin. And I think it's kind of important to talk about, but I think it's going to have to be after the break because I've talked too goddamn much and that surprised absolutely nobody, I'm sure. So, as much as I don't want to spend trillions and trillions and trillions of my kids' dollars on stuff, I do believe that uh, a sound investment in people and country is a good way to invest, as opposed to, say, a couple of trillion more dollars on the military budget, which actually doesn't return all that much. So why don't we work on maybe the return of some of that investment, and maybe we can all get some FU money. And my segues are just getting better and better. <laughs> 